This is The Midnight Club, a podcast for Athenas and Clydesdales and the rest of us that, when we come in last, it's still coming in first. Welcome back to the Midnight Club. I am Clinton Timmerman, joined with... Kelly Tibble. And a special guest today, Michelle Olson, with two O's and an H and an L, (laughs) right? (laughs) And a silent K. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff, yeah. Uh, Michelle, tell me about yourself. You're, uh, you're. We're also actually at Columbia Athletic Club in Juanita Bay, Kirkland, Washington, and uh, this is your your main hub where you you do your your thing, right? My thing, yeah. I do personal training here and teach some small group classes and also do some triathlon coaching. So, and mm. yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um, and you yourself are also a triathlete, it sounds like. Yes, I've done triathlons for, I think, 17 years now. So it's, yes, I, I, yeah. This is my first year not doing a race. And what brought 17. you to triathlon? Because it is kind of a real niche thing still, even though, you know. It's been around for a while, around yeah. Around. <laughs> uh, yeah, I grew up uh, high school as a swimmer. Mm-hmm. And when I kind of became an adult and was no longer in high school, I still wanted to swim. And so I discovered triathlon through the team and training, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I got one of their little pamphlets in the mail and they had a triathlon and I was like, I can swim and race and I just need to learn how to run and do some biking. So that's kind of how I, I got into tries and I've been hooked ever since. So that's great. That's great. Do you find that most people that did swim team are the ones that transition into triathlons or is it running athletes or do you find it just kind of a smorgasbord of people? Yeah, I think it's everyone. It's a lot of injured people, injured runners, I think become triathletes because they've been forced to do something besides running. Is their consolation prize? Yeah, it's like you can't run. So try biking because, you know, you've got a, a knee injury or something. And I think swimmers are the smallest percentage um, of triathletes just because they're swimmers and swimmers just are swimmers so there's definitely some and they're usually the ones that come out of the pack uh first out of the water and then everybody else is the they didn't grow up swimming well, everybody else is scared of swimming like, <laughs> yes I don't know if petrified this, but yeah the swim portion <laughs> is the shortest portion but generally people are are very scared that's yeah. what yeah everybody well a lot of people i talk to especially as they get into triathlons which for me one i'm heavier set and overheat all the time and so the swim one is it's the first event so you're the freshest but as far as the swim and being able to get cool i'm not just sweating profusely and soaking through my my <laughs> everything within yeah. like two seconds and so like i i don't mind the swim and like you said it when you really add it up it's only about but probably about 10 percent of what your your day is going to look like well and you also it's funny all three of us came from a swim team background okay. so we're like the rare unicorns I yeah guess. <laughs> Right. Um, but, but yeah. And I, I'm curious. So you started doing triathlons and then how long have you been training? Uh, so I've been training, personal training. Personal training. Yeah. Personal training. <laughs> personal training. I started in 2008. So I'm okay. 12 years in now. And what so, you did that? 
triathlon. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I did, I used to be a cook back in the day and I got my little flyer for team and training. Like in Breaking Bad? Uh, like I worked at, like, oh. no, 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 like, oh. a, like a, in a kitchen. So gotcha. I was, I was oh. in the back, uh, making and breaking bad. <laughs> That's what they say. Let's cook, but they cook something different. Yeah. No, no, I was not. No, He'll go all day. no, I was in a kitchen making salads and desserts and all that good stuff. But I got into triathlon and then I started realizing that cooking was not going to be a lifelong career. It's stressful. It's late nights. It's just not healthy. I didn't for me anyways. And so I decided that I wanted something more. So I like food. So then I was like, Oh, I'll do nutrition. And then I found Bastyr up the street and I realized they have exercise and I love triathlon. So maybe I'll do both. And then I went up there and they talked me out of doing both. Cause they're like, you're just going to be here for four years for two separate bachelor's degrees. And so then I was like, okay, I think I'll just do exercise science. And then that's how I became a trainer. Did um, you enjoy your experience at Bastyr? Yeah, For I loved it. For anybody who doesn't know, it's a very small college here in Washington. And they generally gear towards holistic yep. approach towards uh, yeah, health and nutrition and yeah. all the things. Horticulture, even. Yeah, horticulture, <laughs> acupuncture mm-hmm. and nutrition, exercise science, a lot of uh, naturopath doctors, that's their their path is going through Bastyr and you can go all the way through PhD there, but I'm just bachelor's. (laughs) And have you found that background has helped as far as nutrition and fuel that athletes will need when they're going out there, just as far as recommendations, coaching, that whole aspect of it? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I still like, I have nutrition coaching certification as well, because I'm still very passionate that food is fuel. And if you want to especially long distance try if you can't get your nutrition figured out you're I had a really bad first Ironman nutrition so you bonk a little bit I, yeah <laughs> it was yeah I was pretty pretty bad <laughs> no absolutely I've even heard some people say it's, it's it's almost the fourth aspect of a triathlon and and I completely agree if you don't time that right you're you're just gonna crash oh, yeah. completely but there's also that other end I mean I think well, <laughs> both of us were like, how do you lose weight? Because, you know, you're running, you know, we're doing things for hours and hours and hours and training for a long time. So it's it's a hard balance. Clearly, we have not found it. It's <laughs> yeah, it's very hard. Eat enough, but not too much. But right. Too much, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so uh, transitioning when you started your personal training, did you immediately start kind of gearing towards triathletes or was it just sort of people who came to you and, and then you kind of found them along the way? Yeah. So when I started and when I, when I graduated best year, I actually, for my internship, I got my triathlon coaching certification and that coming into Columbia, I did my internship here and just never left. Um, cause you have to internship that for best year, <laughs> which says a lot about it. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here for the whole time, but so I knew I wanted to work with triathletes cause I just, I love it and I could talk for hours about it, but, um, I, I I knew I wanted those people. So when I was reaching out and people that are triathletes, if they know you're a triathlete and a trainer, they will seek you out. And so I kind of got a few people that way. And I don't coach a ton of people, but I have a few. If they come along, then I'm like, yeah, I'd love to coach you. And I, I work with more the, the beginner, mm-hmm. the, the first timer that hasn't done any 
races. Maybe they don't even know how to bike or swim. Like those are the type of people I tend to work with. So it, it happened at the same time and it, it, it drove me and, and I still love it when I get Do my... Do you like that beginner's mind or is it harder to gear somebody who oh. hasn't, you know, open water swam or been on a bike for you know, more than Forever. five miles. And let me tell you, it takes some time to be on a saddle for a long time. I mean, yeah. Do you prefer that beginner's mind or do you prefer an athlete that is more seasoned coming in? Is it just completely different? <laughs> I, I love the beginner. Yeah. Because I love that they don't come in with any, like most of them just want to finish. And I think that's the most fun is when your goal is to finish, not to you know, beat everybody because it's a whole different pressure. And I've had athletes change from one to the next and they just get stressed out mm -hmm. when you don't have that kind of control that, you know, you're just, you're in it for you. I like people to, to just be in the moment. And it, I'm like, I love telling people it's your first one. You never get another first race. So just mm -hmm. soak it up. Cause you never get to have that experience again. It's so that'd be kind of cool for you also coaching somebody through their first. Cause that is, a, it cannot, especially if you're doing like an Ironman distance, it's a life changing experience. Oh There's yeah. No way it couldn't be. So I'm sure it's kind of yeah. like proud parent moment. Oh yeah. It comes back. Oh yeah. Or you've hooked them on for life yeah. after they say they're never going to do one again. Yeah. I'm like, so what's the next one? <laughs> what, what are you doing now? Right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And do you find most people are kind of embracing the suck as they're going through it? And then how long after until they're like, okay, when can I do my next one? Do you find most people get hooked or they're like, yeah, I'm good. I, you know, I think the sh if you do the shorter ones, you're hooked. If like you've done a half iron or a full iron as your first and it was a bucket list, it can go either way. I've had people, they're like one done glad I got that in and now I can move to, you know, climbing Mount Rainier or whatever their next big thing is. So yeah, it's, it's fun. Anybody ever just gone back to the couch where they're like, Hey, it was couch to 5k uh, Ironman and you know, screw uh, this. I don't. Cobra Kai's on Netflix now. <laughs> I think most people that tried triathlon are pretty, they like to do things. Usually, usually a lot of people are not just Oh, there is those people that watch the Ironman Kona on, you know, what NBC or whatever it is. And they're like, I have to do Kona. And I'm like, well, <laughs> there's a process <laughs> right. to get to Kona. You don't just go to Kona. No, there's <laughs> lots of people who love these things that'll never get to Kona no. unless you're volunteering. Yeah. yeah. And that actually yeah. is a transition into what we're doing, dealing with now, which is COVID. The yeah. year of COVID. Yeah. We, we um, went through drew's program over at silver lake and got recertified as lifeguards we were both did the process like as teenagers okay yeah we were the oldest people by like 20 years at least <laughs> but we were hoping to volunteer at conan so we did like uh, our packets and yeah. you know you had to be certified you know research oh yeah we we were signed up signed up for conan we and up. and uh the full up in canada also in, in august so we yeah. had two we were going to Volunteer, volunteer for and you know sign up for races i'm sure just right. like you were and yep. then here we are and yeah. to qualify for kona generally speaking you need to win your age group sometimes i'll take a few different people and for those not familiar they'll break up the age groups i'm trying to think what the breakdown is but it might be 18 to 24 and so on yeah. you can do that i also found out that um if you've done 12 you can go into a lottery but it's really difficult to get into. Off a couple spots. 
Or if you have, I think last year they sold off one spot for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So if you got some the Ironman Foundation, if you got some cash to burn, you can I guess buy your way into Kona. But my strategy, there is um, can't think of his name right now, but he's the oldest person to finish the Ironman. Yeah, he's from Japan. Oh, I remember seeing him, but I can't remember. And he's still going strong. So I'm like, okay, if I can at least keep my current times right now, which (laughs) are not great. But when I'm 80 would be awesome. Maybe then I could qualify. But Kelly, as you pointed out, uh, listening to Ritual. Keep getting stronger later in life. It is really a crazy phenomenon that I'm seeing, you know, even in the group X room, even even in my water aerobics classes. I'm sure that you're seeing it as well. We have definitely, and it's starting to change a little bit, but there is an older population in this particular club and um it's it's really inspirational to me to see people that um whereas you know my parents generation there i have my dad who's actually a yoga teacher here he's been here forever and then um you know my mom who's definitely more that attitude of i'm over this age my knees are gonna go if i use them if i you know and and that old school mentality that once you've hit 40 all of a sudden for some reason you're done you're done (laughs) No. And so I'm actually curious about your thoughts on that. And then we can totally get into the COVID thing, but, um, about what that looks like with, with, if you have, you know, older clients or if you've seen people, I think of myself as young, but in their forties, fifties yeah. <laughs> doing Ironmans and for the first time or longer endurance sports and yep. what that looks like. For sure. I think there's this older population. I know, um, I, I actually coached a guy that he was, I think 50 at the time for his first Ironman. And now he does ultra marathons and all the crazy run around Mount Rainier and all that good stuff. But, and it wasn't until like 50, for some reason, I think 50 is this magic age that if you're still feeling good in your body, you pick some major something to accomplish at age 50. The now or never. The now or never. And then you're either hooked and, and, it's funny you bring that up because I think on my Facebook, those memory things that pop up, one of my aunts had posted the Harriet, I can't remember her last name, but she was like the oldest female to finish Kona oh. a couple mm. of years ago. She was in her like 74 when this post, it was a memory that came up. So she's probably in her late seventies now, but I was like, my aunt's like, you got a ways to go. And I was like, yeah, bring it. Like, I'm going to keep going. Like as long as my body will let me, but there's. There's for sure the older population that they're amazing because they've been through so much. And as long as that you can keep your body moving and feeling good, which a lot of it's nutrition. I mean, I think that's huge. Um, and yeah, it's, I think. And do you find that people, when people get to a certain age, they tend to have more grit because of life experience or... I, I don't know if it's necessarily age. I think it's experience because there's some younger people that have gone through a lot of crap. <laughs> you know, especially with COVID, I think we're going to see a lot more of these people coming out with grit that have had to deal with a lot of stuff this year. Um, it's also a year of building <laughs> for most of us. But yeah, I think age, it gives you a new perspective, I think, on, on what's important. No, sure, sure. sure. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned people that have gone through a lot. I do feel like a lot of people that seem to get into endurance athletics, it's dealing with a death, a divorce, uh, you know, a tragedy or 
you know, if, or maybe what have I done with my life? Maybe that's what hits at age 50. So it's really interesting to hear people's stories of how they got into it, yeah. got into this. It's not just solely to Do get it. out on a trail necessarily. Yeah. And friends are very bad influences to get you into triathlon. Uh, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people get sucked in by, they had that one friend that's like, hey, let's, uh, actually the guy that I coached for Ironman a couple years ago, he sucked in a couple friends. They were gonna do Ireland, Ironman Maryland this year, but he had rallied like four other people to, to do it with him because it's way more fun with friends. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Sure, well. <laughs> Did he defer? Do you he, know? He did defer, I think, to California oh, okay. next so we, year. We were there last year. He did the Ironman Maryland. I was like, if he's doing it next year, just tell him jellyfish. He needs uh, you, jellyfish, I, jellyfish I, lotion. I think they discovered <laughs> the jellyfish after they had signed up, and I think they're probably relieved that. And you can't buy it there. No. We went uh, everywhere, and they uh, would go to the stores like, there's been eight of you guys here already. You can buy online but, uh, on Walmart.com, but even Walmart. You have to still order online. Yeah. You can't so buy in person. Anyone doing Ironman Maryland, protect yourselves. Right. That's like one of my fears is jellyfish. Because there's like, what do you do? You this, this. Tens of oh, oh, for me, it was an hour and a half of just getting stung repeatedly. I would you, be, you, it I'd off. be traumatized. <laughs> I did one race. There was a race from, uh, was it Point Defiance to Vashon? Or Vashon to Point Defiance. It was an aqua run. So you swim across the channel that the ferry does. And I didn't, it didn't occur to me. There's jellyfish in there too. And you're mm-hmm. swimming and it's kind of cold and you're, it's like a mile and a half swim or something. And you're just like, da-da. And then you see this like white thing floating. I'm like, no. oh my gosh, snap <laughs> yeah. out of it. Keep swimming. Get, get out of here. I did not. Okay. There wasn't that many, but I was freaking out a little bit going into that. Sea creatures are not my friend. No. no. I like turtles. And dolphins. Release the kraken. Release. <laughs> turtles and dolphins. Oh, so then you should go to Cozumel. You know, <laughs> I saw a jellyfish in Cozumel when I was snorkeling there years ago. and that Or maybe not. But yeah. maybe they're big and slow. I don't know. Right, maybe. I don't know. So Anyhow. you had, you already have one client that had to defer. Yeah. How, how have you been, like, when did you begin to start the process of coming back to work? How have your clients been? Have you been able to keep in contact with them? What is it? What is this whole mess look this like? This whole mess, Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, in March, when all this stuff started going down, I kind of had the, I don't know, the hindsight, foresight, I don't know what you call it, looking ahead. Like, I I didn't think this was going to be two weeks. Oh, okay. So So I was already thinking long-term, like a month or two, maybe three. It was the right mindset. (laughs) The rest of us I'm always like, I, I, I like to plan for the worst and hope for the best. And so I had already, like, as we shut down, I was sending emails to my clients like, hey, I'm going to go virtual. We're going to do Zoom if you want to do it. You know, you were on top of I'm it. Gonna, I'm, there were clubs even that didn't know what to do. They had or, no clue. And I am a, a proactive person, I guess, in general. And so I had that first week I was teaching virtual classes already wow. um, in my garage. How did that go over? <laughs> I mean, how it, was, how it, was the, you know, how was it received? How did you feel about it? Yeah, it was a completely different space. Yeah, I'm not. A, I mean, I'm married to a tech person, but I am not a tech person. But I've done Zoom before this. Like I'd actually had some exposure to Zoom. So I knew it was out there. 
Um, and when I, I kind of was like, hey, uh, we need to set up a Zoom meeting to make sure you know how to work this thing before we're gonna plan for a whole hour and then we'll talk about what's gonna happen. But there's two types of people. There's people that wanted virtual and they wanted to keep going and they were in it. And others are like, no, I'm just gonna wait. I have no desire to do anything through a screen. I want my in-person. And so um, they kind of did their own thing and they came back, a lot of them, once the gym was able to open back up. But yeah, I, I stayed busy. Um, the whole time, not my normal busy, but at least a few hours a day I was That's I good. Was yeah, because not everybody can say that. Did you yeah. find the clients that were like, you know what, I'm just going to kind of hold off. Did you find that they had completely yeah the other way? Yeah, most people it's just... It's hard to self-motivated. It's hard. <laughs> and I, I try to check in every month or so, like, and I still, because there's people I haven't seen yet, because they're not ready, and that's okay. Um, but I, I try to check in because I like my people are my family, my yeah. clients, and I, I don't have a huge client base. I'm not hundreds of people, so it's possible for me to keep sending texts or emails like just checking in. Like when there's a new update, like, oh, the gym's opening, I sent everybody like, all right, I'm back. I'm doing training. It's one on one. There's really nobody here, but you can come in. <laughs> this is kind of a perfect time. To yeah, if you want to come back in, I literally have the entire gym to just me and you. So when we first started, now the gym's back open. Um, so it's definitely more crowded, but it's it was still weird not. Just for me, for to three people when we were starting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different, but I'm sure for you, it was almost like a kid in the candy store because you really had it, your I, pick of whatever I you had, wanted to do. I had the whole gym, and I was like, I can go here and here. I don't have to worry about where everybody else is working out. I just, I got the whole place. And now that people are back, I have to really think about it because we have limits on the spaces. Mm -hmm. So, like, the way Columbia is doing it is you can only have eight people in the weight room. So if there's eight people in the weight room and I'm training somebody, I have to go somewhere else, which we have multiple spaces at this gym, so it works fine, but it's making me have to rethink how I, like the exercises and the order, and I can't just have free reign of the whole gym, which was, it was nice for me, but I know not the, not the club. The club needs to uh, make money. Right, right. To stay open. Which, so with the races that are, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough to anticipate for the Ironman. Yeah. Um, I noticed even some some states were were opening up first. It seemed like, but then, even when uh, Ironman and Muncie, I thought they were going to be the first to go. They postpone. Everyone keeps postponing. I almost feel like people are just afraid to be the first. Yeah. Now we've got some in Europe that have opened up. Have you? Has it been still a moving target for you and your clients because you're not sure? Hey, is this one going to be open? Is it not open? Are you planning for 2021 or yeah? How, how is, has this affected your your preparation at all? At, at this point, because I'm in the Northwest in Washington, the race season here is done. <laughs> Triathlon right. season is done, and I don't. I personally don't travel for races very often, so I've moved on to 2021 at this point. I have. Um, I'm on a, the Betty team this year, which is pretty fun, and that's worldwide. What is the Betty team? Betty White? So uh, No, not <laughs> Betty White. Uh, so Betty Designs, uh, Kristen, she started the Betty Squad, and so it's I think there was 168 people um, that were on the team, so it's worldwide. Oh. And so I've had this connection with all these uh, women all over the world, 
And so it's interesting because we're all still in this mode. We're all still training and they've got races. So like Texas, I think just got canceled. Did it just get canceled like last week? The, Did it They again? got deferred. I think okay. it got, but anyways. It's supposed to be in October, I think, so right? So I, oh, I feel like. Iron Man, Texas? Yeah. Yeah, as of, I haven't I think it, received an email. I feel that like I signed up for it and then I, yeah. I finally just pushed it to or this year. I don't know which one it was but yeah. but, but there was like so there's still races so the people that I'm interacting with on my team which has been awesome um, they're still like I think there's some that are on and people are like the Ironman sent an email it was like all right here we go and people are like holy cow I have an Ironman in eight weeks. I haven't right. been training for because I thought it was going to get canceled and now it looks like it's going to happen. And I'm like, well, that sucks. But <laughs> I, I have none until like August next year because I got deferred. But what are your thoughts on that? If you like, let's say it keeps getting postponed, 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 or you don't know if yeah. it's going to get canceled, like how does somebody continue to stay in shape to where it is? If you have a month or eight weeks, yeah. you are able to at least finish, still finish, <laughs> but also not overtrain and, and hurt yeah. yourself. Because if you're injured, that could be out yeah. for another whatever. So yeah, I think I think the smart thing is to not do anything crazy intense. So maybe you have your distance in there. Like if you're training for a full Ironman, like you've got to have a certain distance. But you gotta have those recovery weeks. So for me, I tend to do like two weeks building, one week recovery. Okay. And so if I knew I might have this potential race, I might do every other week recovery so that I'm still getting some pretty big miles, but I'm not doing it week after week after week. Cause I think the recovery phase is one of the most overlooked phases of training. Like triathletes, we just like to pound the pavement and just be as many miles as we possibly can and just do everything hardcore. That tends to be the mentality. Until you get injured. Until mm. you get injured and you realize like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that much mileage or intensity. But I think if you maintain a nice, like I've maintained a pretty solid base, like I could probably go race a half Ironman this weekend and be fine. I wouldn't be injured. It may not be my fastest because I haven't been putting in the speed work. Um, that goes along with it. But um, building a base this year has kind of been my focus. And I love long, kind of just get out there and just don't worry about the intensity, just enjoy being out there for hours. Like, I love that. Um, so I think if you had that Ironman or even half Ironman, just keeping that base mileage um, where you're comfortable doing a couple hours at a time and then when you're getting a couple months out then okay maybe you should ramp up a bit but it's better to go into a race under trained than over trained mm -hmm. I've, I've heard that before yeah, I've heard that too because if you're over trained you're going to get injured mm -hmm. you're going to get burnt out and it's just not good but if you're under trained yeah it's going to suck like you're going to have to dig deep at the end but most of us have to do that anyway so right. what's the difference <laughs> And one thing I was uh, was curious about, um, and you mentioned speed training. What is the best way for people to get better at this? And I guess essentially get faster. Is it just a matter of incorporating runs where you're 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 putting forth extra effort, try, making it feel like you're sprinting? I, you know, if you want to get faster, you have to run faster, or you have to bike faster. Like that's the bottom line. <laughs> you cannot do that for every single bike or run. Like you. 
I tend to only have people do like key workouts. If you're doing triathlon, it'd be like one bike, one swim, one run, where it's a key speed or higher power workout. And the rest are kind of, you're working on endurance because you can't go hard all the time. And there's, when you're doing training blocks, you're gonna have certain blocks that's like, okay, we're gonna focus on speed right now for maybe three weeks, a month. And then maybe you're gonna focus. And usually that's when you're getting closer to your race because you can't, you can't put out that kind of effort forever. You're gonna get injured. Right. Um, so there's speed. I like to do hills to get faster because I feel if you can build that strength you're going to get faster strength training. I'm a trainer, so obviously I think strength training <laughs> is key. If you want to get strong and fast, you have to do strength training. Like, there's no question. Like, a lot of triathletes are like, I don't have time for strength training. And you'll see them with, like, nothing on top and then these, like, beasts. Of well, that's what I'm worried about, having just teeny tiny everything upper body yeah. and you know like i guess link your legs there, there's but. a balance right like you don't need as much upper body for triathlon right you're right. not you need it for your swim but other than that you don't want a big bulky upper body because then you're not as arrow and right. then you're having to work harder um, but there's a balance but there's there's a lot of strength that can make you faster but yeah speed work either on the track or on a trail where you just work harder and i love hills and are you if you're going faster, are you doing shorter distances then with the speed? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. love intervals. So, and you can work those intervals longer. If you're doing marathon, you're going to have to have longer intervals. If you're doing a sprint triathlon, you're going to, you know, you might be doing 800s or right, 400s right. for speed. I do, uh, one day a week, I do a speed workout for running. And I've been on the treadmill the last two weeks, which because of the smoke was not fun. Yeah, we But it's gone. <laughs> Hooray. So yeah. now now back to the track tonight. So I'll be on the track doing speed well, work tonight. So I love it. Um, and one other thing I was wanting to ask you as well, and you spoke of nutrition. Um, I've had a tough time balancing um but you, you don't definitely want don't want to bonk yeah. you get out there and maybe even have some upset stomach issues and so then you're, you're trying to play this game almost uh what i guess is maybe it's too broad of a question but what have you really felt has been best for athletes is it a matter of managing types of calories say several goose smaller steps um what, what's really worked out best for people that have that need that fuel to get through endurance races and not completely I feel like they're decimating themselves internally. (laughs) I I think the key for nutrition, especially the longer distance, is to practice your nutrition. So whenever I coach people those last probably three months when your mileage is really building, I have people practice the specific timing of what they eat because that's what screwed me up my first Ironman. So if you're going to eat every 15 minutes, you need to practice that in your training don't don't have this fabulous nutrition plan for Ironman that you never did in a, in a long mm-hmm. bike or a long run. And it, you have to practice it at the same intensity, too. So it's not it's not just about timing, because my first Ironman, I was out there eating, you know, cheeseburgers at Kid Valley halfway through my bike ride. because I'm like, I just need 100 miles. I'm going right. <laughs> to stop and have a full on meal like you don't do that during Ironman. You're like, what was I thinking? I don't know. I was young and not 
Although it, I had no, Although no a friend of mine, idea. He did, I guess, sneak in, what did Michael say, half pizza or a few pizza slices oh, for his uh, special needs bag? Yeah. So he's a mile 56. He's down in pizzas. Like, yeah, whatever. Hey, whatever works for you, I guess. Yeah, now, granted, you, I think he did this when he was in his, was he late 20s, 30s? Well, probably you, in a range where he could get away with you it. You can handle it in right, your 20s, right. probably. But yeah, it was, it was no good. So I'm a firm believer, practice what you plan to do in race day. Mm-hmm. And there, I find I do best if I eat a, like a little bit every like 15, 20 minutes to keep my calories sustained. Mm-hmm. And I try to eat a lot on the bike. So I practice, okay, can my body handle 200 calories an hour on the bike? Or can it handle 500 calories on the bike? Because you're going to get this. And for me, I'm, I always have to work on hydration. So if you eat too much but don't drink enough your system, it just can't handle it. It's just gonna sit in your gut. Like there's there's for sure a balance and everyone's different, which is why there's not like some magic right, right. formula out there, but you gotta practice it in your training. Sure. And I, I have my athletes, I'm like, okay, let's try to have 200 calories an hour. How's your energy? How's your gut doing? What did you eat? Can you do real food? Cause I like real food better if I can, if I can handle it versus goo and all that high concentrated I get usually by the the run i, I can't even I, I get nauseated thinking oh goo. i'm usually sick of sugar by the time the run hits is kind of how my iron man's and i haven't done an iron man in gosh five years now yeah it's been a while you know my daughter's five so <laughs> since then um but i'm always done with the sugar i'm so sick of sugar so now that i've been playing with nutrition a lot more i think i'd be just fine um, to keep my gels because sticking with more like eating bars, like picky bars, a good one. Um, and there's some other kind of real food bars out there that I think if you can, I, for me, if I can eat one chunk every 15 minutes, I'll cut them up and then I eat it, drink some water and just keep it, keep it going. And then I can gel on the run because it's a lot easier to carry gel than a right, right. peanut butter yeah, and jelly sandwich. Because <laughs> you're right. One thing of the bike too, they the aid stations are about every 15, 20 miles. So you have more space in between. Yeah. And uh, so then you find like, okay, do I have enough in my back pocket or yeah, I've got a Quintana Roo with a little pouch in the, in the yep. middle. Um, but it was even a friend of mine that the one with the, the pizza who showed me the, the technique of taping it. He, he taped yeah. goos on it with electrical on the frame. tape yeah. and you can rip it off. Um, but that, that's what I ran into all of a sudden, just in these longer intervals with, no, no food or, or you maybe just can't you just, yeah, you're just yeah. done. Exactly. Just done. And I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like if I can at least keep it in, I'd rather bonk on hardly any nutrition than start throwing up because then you're losing oh, yeah. electrolytes. Too. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Harder yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want either. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're sure. I don't want either, but yeah, it was, it, I think it's in the special, if you do full Ironman, that special needs, like having some kind of real food that I always tell people, like, put everything in there you think you might possibly want. Pringles is my, have that in your special needs because it's the crunchy salts because you just need to eat yeah. something. And I didn't do that the first time, but then the second time I did. Yeah. Um, what did I have in there? Peanut butter honey sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. I, I did Campbell's soup where it's got the pop top. Oh yeah. And I just just drank the broth from that, but yeah. that salty broth was was the key thing. But that I think that because for me it's about mile fifty six when I really start, start to all of a sudden feel like I'm bonking, like I get shaky yeah. and like ooh wait a minute here, 
which is where the special needs comes in. Yeah. Um, what bars did you say you liked again? Because I, Cliff bars are my go-to. The Cliff. only problem with it is I feel like a raccoon because I have to put it in and then <laughs> down some water because it just sucks whatever spit you have left. And so it's, yeah. it's tough to get those down sometimes. Yeah, I, the bar I found I like the most is the picky bars. Picky bars, yeah. okay. And so they're kind of fruits and nuts and seeds and they're tasty. They're they're not quite as tough as Cliff bars. Although I do like the Cliff bars with the nut butter in the middle. Yes. Those are good. I discovered those a couple months ago and that's, those, like, that's what I had on Sunday. Those are tasty. So I do Cliff bars too. But Cliff bars and then we just ordered spring energy spring, gels. Yeah. You're, you're the only other yeah. person that has Candace Yeah, <laughs> spring, spring energy is definitely the my gel I've used for probably, well, ever since I got into trail running. So I love trail running. That's my big thing, especially now, because it's, it's satisfying. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, spring energy, they have, uh, they came out, I think earlier this year with an oatmeal that's actually like a pouch and it's 300 calories. Okay. And it's amazing. I would highly recommend if you need a lot of calories and it's got a screw top. So if you don't want to suck it down, Ah. because it's big, it's like oatmeal. And you don't have to get it everywhere. And it has a close. You can close the lid, which I don't think it would work so well on the bike because uh, I can't ride with one hand off. I mean, some people can, but I don't have that skill. So, but the spring energy is all like real food in it. So if you look at the label, I like to know that I understand what is on the label. It's kind of my, uh, I won't say rule, but kind of my guideline is (laughs) if I don't understand what this is, I probably shouldn't eat it. Yeah. Even when I was taking organic chemistry in undergrad, I was taking some supplements and I looked, I'm like, you know, if I can't draw this and I don't even, a lot of the stuff I've since forget. Yeah. I've forgotten, you know, since then, but I'm looking at like, is this even found naturally on earth? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have, have this. So yeah. I, I guess it's a good rule to echo what yeah. you're saying. Good rule of thumb. Like if you can recognize honey, oats, yeah. whatever, if it's. People do some dried fruit. Like you have to be careful with a lot of the dried stuff. Cause again, it's highly concentrated. Your GI might not like it and not everybody can handle fruit. Like fructose is hard for some people to really digest. So you have to, obviously you got to to train you got to try it out see if it'll work for you but the i really like the spring energy and there's some caffeine in some of them which is no that's true it's a benefit that kind of gets you over the hill (laughs) what are your thoughts kelly and i saw a movie where uh this gentleman swam from morocco to spain and then he rode his bike from spain to where was it nice or eventually he was he was getting to monaco so the whole thing was morocco to monaco but it seemed like all he was doing during his aid stations with his crew was it, it looked like it was ninety percent lettuce. It was like salad. He and was going vegan raw. Okay. For the duration of this multi day. Like during event. the event, so, I mean, yeah. it ended up being like a little less than a thousand miles or something. Yeah, ridiculous. it was huge. Um, but we were watching this. I'm like, oh my gosh, is he alive? Like he was just. It, it was. He was like a walking zombie. And I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I fully think that you can do endurance sports being a vegetarian yeah. clearly and I'm not wasting away at all but at the same time I, I he just did not look well didn't and look and, and no complex carbohydrates it seemed like yeah so just sliced peppers they, and lettuce like it's just wow it's amazing I mean there's a lot of different ideas out there mm-hmm. and I I wouldn't say one is 
worse than the other. I mean, you got to see what worked. Maybe that is his best option. I don't, I don't know yeah. this person. <laughs> I guess it goes back to what you're saying. Find what works best for you. Yeah. Try it out on a, on a run. I mean, you, if you're, if you're working out and doing, if he was doing it at slower paces where he wasn't like, he could actually fuel himself on fat. Like if he could eat a lot of avocados or nuts or something, then maybe he can do it with lower carbs. I mean, I need carbs. Like I <laughs> function on car. Like I can't do endurance events without carbs. But there are all those people that are very well adapted that their bodies just f- burn the fat. Like if you're at a lower heart rate, lower intensity, you're gonna be able to use fat as fuel. And we have way more fat stores than we have glycogen stores in our bodies. So if you can get your body trained like that, then you can go for a lot longer. But well, you, know he's been thinking about this since we watched it months ago. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, just, just curious how it works. And, and even for me, cause I'm trying to, it's been really tough as far as where I, I would like to drop some weight, but yeah. then when you're going to go do an endurance event or endurance training, it's tough to have this balance of, I need a fuel for these activities, but at the same time, I'm trying to cut back on, you know, on certain foods. And so it's also really tough for me to try to find that balance. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously processed sugars and whatnot, you know, everyone would probably agree to eliminate those, but yeah. I can't exactly go on a, you know, all meat diet or something. And not that I should do that anyway, but go at Atkins diet and endurance athletes probably don't. You, uh, you got to have balance. <laughs> I mean, you have to have balance. It's you should never cut out an entire food group. <laughs> right. In my eyes, like our body needs it. Like listen to your body if it feels good doing it a certain way and your brain is working then go like there's different phases of training too like if you're not in a huge training block that's the best time to cut weight if you're trying to put in hundreds of miles probably not the best time to be skimping on calories like you need to fuel otherwise you're going to bonk in all your races because you're under fueled so you you need it that's what i'd wondered maybe over the winter time when it's not you know, prime race season might be a good time to try to cut back or at least eliminate certain, I guess cutbacks a better, better term, certain yeah. foods to try to drop weight then. Yeah. Of course the holidays sneak up on you too. I know but. it's a hard, that's the comfort food season. It's right. hard to cut, cut, cut sugar and carbs when it's the holidays, but that's the best time when your training volume is low is the best time to try to drop weight. Cause once you need to have the stores, you don't want like your, your key workouts are not going to be key workouts. You're just going right, to be slogging right. through them and, and they won't be beneficial. <laughs> and I wanted, Michelle, I wanted to ask, um, I've been really curious with this whole COVID thing. There's no end in sight here. And so, like you were saying, you know, a lot of things have been deferred or maybe they're just now opening up and sneaking up on people. Yeah. Um, but how have you, how have you yourself maintained, um, one a schedule yeah and then also any tricks of the trade of keeping motivated during you know this time where we're all just kind of experiencing trauma and then also not having any structure for the most part relying on 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 ourselves or you know hopefully a zoom um (laughs) yeah one-on-one but have you have you found some some tricks that have helped you out or your clients out or what that looks like? Yeah, I mean, everyone's different. I think it helps to have people in your corner that are gonna keep you motivated. 
So like I mentioned, I'm on the Betty squad this year. And so we have weekly meetups on Zwift. Is like, that a, a closed group or is that? Uh, so the, the Betty squad, we're, we're a closed group, but on Zwift, like if you don't know what Zwift is, it's online uh, virtual biking, essentially. We just got a Wahoo. Well, he just got a Wahoo. Oh. I used it. <laughs> I, I, I got my Wahoo. I have the Wahoo kicker. I got it in March when COVID hit. Like. I was on it. I was supposed to go to Betty Camp, which was going to be epic, down in California, and that was like the end of March. And what does that look like? Is so, it like a like a it's a training camp. So you ah. go down. I think it was four days. I've never gone. This was going to be my first year, and I was pumped. And it's like you just bike and run and hang out with your crew, and you stay just, in bunk beds at a cabin, that kind of it's, thing. It was going to be a gigantic Airbnb type situation. I think there wow. was. I want to say there was going to be fifty. 50 girls and so you just it's just like your people your triathletes you just sure you know maybe try some gravel biking which I've never done but that seems fun um so I was pumped but it got canceled because of COVID which was still have that community but I have this community of these these people that we all keep each other accountable and they're out doing their thing you see like oh they're they're still going and, and get, but having your people. So if you at least have one person that you can go out and bike with or run with, or at least check in with, but if you've got a group, somebody that you got to find people that are motivated, <laughs> you got to find that person that's like, oh, they're still out there doing it. Like, okay, I can do this too. Um, I think that helps a ton. So we'd have, I mean, we have messenger facebook stuff every day and we're all chatting and like oh i went for a 10 mile run or can somebody come like plan a bike on zwift because i need some motivation i need somebody else there at 6 a.m because if i'm left to myself it's not happening like you need your people right and so i've i've learned in covid that those people are even more important than before before like you have a race and you're like oh i have eight weeks I've got my training plan. I'm going to get it done. It's nice to have those people too, but man, with this uncertain, like, like I don't have a race until August next year on the schedule, but I have, I've, I did get sucked into the virtual races. Like I've done, I got the Ironmans put on every single week. I've done all of them. Oh, you have? I've done them all. Are you doing the Kona challenge this month? I'm doing the Kona challenge. I'm going to do it in a whole week, not one day. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need to do that. That works too. (laughs) I'm like, realistically, what will my body handle? Like, yes, I could probably run a marathon, but I don't want to do 112 miles the next day or that day. Yeah, no. Um, But yeah, I've done all of them because that for me, if I have like something that I'm... I'm aiming for, even if it's virtual, then I'll get it done. Like it's on the schedule and I'm not, my training is not structured by any means. I kind of like, oh, I need to get a few runs and I need a few bikes and my master swim team is training again. So I've been, I'm hitting that once a week. So oh, good. Try to get where are they at? Are they uh, they're at Juanita High School. Yeah. Juanita High School. Yeah. Okay. Lake Washington Masters is my. That's where I used to swim too. <laughs> my team. Yeah. So there it's, it's definitely COVID protocol, but it's, it's nice to have, again, it's another group that I've, I'm in that you see the same people and that we're just doing our thing. So I, I think having people 
if anything is the the key so and it sounds like you're just making sure that you're staying active every day yeah maybe not have a structured program during this time have a little slack or not slack have a little grace with yourself yeah. but to make sure that that's the focus yeah do something for your body to move it yeah and on i a mostly daily basis i love to move and i love to be outside it's funny I'm a trainer because I'd much rather be outside than in the gym. Like that is not my, my, my place. Do you ever do it Rocky style? Like have a client chase a chicken and then herd <laughs> cattle up a mountaintop? I think that's how he beat Apollo Creed in Rocky Four. Oh, I I don't think I've seen Rocky Four, but <laughs> you should check it out. <laughs> All right, put it on the Netflix uh, <laughs> list. No, but it's. I when, I when all my races eventually were canceled, I was supposed to do the the Orcas swim run this next weekend. Mm-hmm. They got canceled. I decided I'm just going to climb mountains. Like that became my goal. I was like, where are my trail runner friends? And who wants to go, you know, find some crazy trails and let's see how far we can go. Sure. Like for me, because in the summer, I never have the option to go trail running that kind of distance. Like I'm always training for triathlon. And I don't want to do crazy trail runs and possibly fall off and hurt myself right, right. Uh, when I have Ironman or half Ironman that I'm, I'm aiming for. So this year has been actually really fun because I got to do some cool, you know, Pacific Crest Trail trail run and nice. Tenerife. And like there's some pretty fun, challenging where you get done. You're like, yeah, I just know it's not a race, but you feel like, whoa, I'm tired. And I just went out there for hours and that was fun sure. I just, like, being yeah. outside it gives you something back that you're definitely not getting oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> nature nature's huge yeah and so. have you found we live in the beautiful state of washington yeah. and i've lived here my whole life and i found trails this year that i i'd never even heard of and some really amazing spots i mean we're really lucky oh yeah there's some not that far away from from the Seattle area, we're in Kirkland, but the Seattle area that you can get there 45 minutes, an hour, and you are in some amazing places. And deep in the woods, like you would never yeah. know. <laughs> I try to, I try to always go with one person because I'm like, I don't know. You start playing in your head, like, is there like a cougar stalking me? Or bears don't bother me. I've we've ran into one bear. You did. He's did, been waiting his whole life to. I, I want to see bear. one in live. Yeah. Did you wrestle it? I did not. I was probably like, I don't know, 50 feet away from it. But yeah, it was. And do you carry that big bear mace? No. No? No. I just take bigger friends with me. Ah, there you go. (laughs) You can run faster from Uh, No, they can. I think they can run faster You don't have to outrun the bear, just your friend. Yeah, you just need to outrun. No. Uh, I just, you know, don't go by yourself. Bears don't scare me, actually. At least here. We have black bears that just, as long as they've got their berries and you stay out of their way, they're they're not going to chase you. The cougars freaked me out. Oh, did, did you hear or about owls. that runner in Boulder that was attacked by a cougar and he essentially had to put it in a uh, Fomka Jansen, uh, James Bond, GoldenEye movie <laughs> choke hold with his legs? Was and, that last year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that would freak me out. I think he had to terminate the cougar with his legs. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to experience that on my run. No. So that would be freaky. Tiger Mountain, I think last year i know i i was on cougar mountain this year and my friend and i were running and people are coming at us they're like oh we just saw a cougar like up the trail and i was like what did and you my, turn around no because my friend was like let's go get your camera out <laughs> and i'm like 
Cougar schmooger, we got this. I'm like, okay, I'll get my GoPro ready. And uh, we didn't see it. So, but I, I, there was one, because I've done a lot of these virtual races. So I did like uh, the social distance run. I I signed Mm -hmm. up for a 30K. And then there was a summer camp run, a 30K. Um, But there was uh, Northwest Trail Runs, which is up here. They did a goat trails challenge. I don't know if you heard of this. I didn't know Northwest Trails, but no. Yeah. So when they couldn't do any races, now they've popped up a few. I've done actually two races this year with them since COVID. Um, But they had this eight-week challenge, and they would actually post different trails, which is how I found out about a lot of cool trails. Um, and they'd have routes and they'd post pictures and be like, this is your point of interest. Look for it. You get points for, it's like a scavenger hunt. So that right. was, that was super fun. But there was one trail out in uh, Duval, the Cherry Valley Falls, mm-hmm. which has become very popular. But I got there and I was by myself and I was like, oh, like my in-laws live like a couple miles away. I'm like, I've been up here all the time. So I get there and on the, the tree, there's the poster like cougar sighting recently and i'm like i'm by myself and i go early so i can miss the people Mm -hmm. and i'm like great i'm by myself cougar sighting it's like dark rainy whatever and i'm running and i you know you're like freaking out like every corner you're thinking it's like stalking you and then i get to the falls and i actually saw the paw print in the mud oh wow this is the beginning of a horror film where you yeah. and i was like i had originally planned i'm like i'm gonna do 13 miles today i'm gonna do half marathon and then i saw that paw print i'm like i'm good no i need it i need 10k for my iron man virtual race this week i'm out of here i'm like i'm done and that that after that i don't think i've done a, a big trail run since like by myself i'm like i must have one person with me Makes sense. Heck, even here, I, I was running last week in bridal trails, yeah. and there was a sign that owl swooping. Oh, yeah. I've never experienced that, but I Kelly, was you attacked. said I slew by bridal trails, and I was attacked. On oh, the those <laughs> signs! Those signs! They. I was at bridal trails a few weeks ago and saw that same sign, and I'm like, Yeah. Okay, I'm not here at dawn or dusk. I think I'm safer. I feel like that's when the owls attack. Is it dawn and dusk? Well, I was like, man, I have to like karate chop an owl. I didn't expect to do this. It's, it's you know? pretty bad. Like you, you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. it was a couple years ago, but it's it just kind of funny with 2020 and everything. Like really, the owl attacks. Like yeah, yeah. the owls are back. They're they freak me out because they're up there with the cougars. Like I bet yeah, they team they up. The, the talons. Yeah, they, like the cougars flush the people out. The owls attack. They nature. Oh. They're but they're teaming up against us. All the fires. They brought all these these animals yeah. towards us, right? <laughs> I'm sure it's worse with the smoke. I'm, you right. know, I feel like the animals get crazy with the smoke, but that. And where did you going back to the trails? Um, yeah. You said Northwest Trails is NorthwestTrails.com. If a person wanted to. So the, ch- the goat trails challenge is done. That was just eight weeks, but Northwest trail runs okay. is the, like I just did on Sunday, they had a 5k through Bob's corn maze. Oh, oh wow. Fun. So I did that race with my five-year-old. That was her first 5k. How'd so she, do? she, you know, we walked the whole thing cause right. you're five, but, but it was but fun. Hey, three miles is long she finished. So that was her first 5k, but it was cool. So they Northwest trail runs has had a couple, I think maybe four races they've put on since COVID. And basically it's a, almost like a rolling start. So every couple minutes they send off 
one or two, like if you're in the same household, like obviously I started with my five-year-old, they're not gonna send us separate. But if you're with your house, then like we ran by ourselves, you know, you don't really see anyone. So it's perfectly safe and they had it staggered. So the fast people went first mm -hmm. and the slower people were last. And so you never passed anyone because as long as you give a realistic time of your expected time, like you should never pass the people in front of you because you're at least two minutes, I think, um, between people, which you'd have to really yeah, that's a big start. blow up. Uh, but yeah, and I, I'd done another trail run over in Seattle with them too. So they've done a really good job at spacing things out. And it's fun. It's they're five, 10 Ks, but just something about being out there and knowing you're being timed. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Maze. Well, but yeah, the yeah, corn well, maze, that was fun. It that was, sounds great. And it was marked, so I didn't get lost. So wonderful. I could have been in there for hours if it wasn't. Kelly and I, we've done some virtual races and I mean, I, I get what some of these organizations are trying to do, Yeah. but you'll get a medal to say, I swam the English Channel. Well, a person yeah. went to the, uh, the pool by themselves or even end up doing a, so I was signed up for the New York City Triathlon. Okay. And then the idea is you go do it on your own. So I went to Snohomish and okay. went on the Centennial Trail. And then you you get a little certificate like, I, you know, I, I what did, was it? Like, yeah. I took a bite out of the Big Apple. Like, congrats. Like, you attacked Manhattan. And I'm like, well, Manhattan, it was actually really Snohomish. <laughs> but when I was in Colorado, and Kelly, we had a chance to do uh, do the, a 15K version of, there's something called the Grin and Barrett Challenge, but you download an app and on your own, you go on the actual trail oh, that's cool. and it'll guide you where to go. And then they did take everyone's times and, and compare it. So it's, yeah. you were doing the actual course, just not with everybody else. And I, I did like that because I felt like I was still doing the actual event. Yeah. Um, like, I guess as close as you can with it without everyone just being in a big group. So that's, that appealed to me when you mentioned that it was in person and yeah. I'm and trying to hopefully find more of those. There's some local ones. I haven't done them and I'm trying to think which um, race organization did it, but they had the same thing. And I know like the 12 Ks of Kirkland mm -hmm. that I think Orca running, is it Orca running now that's putting it on? I can't remember, but they're gonna, they're gonna have the mile markers up and you can run the actual course and take pictures or whatever you so wanna do. And then you would upload yours. If it's not in person, that's not till December. So, but there's, oh, okay. there's at least a half marathon in Snohomish somewhere that I remember seeing that they did that same thing. Might've even been a full marathon where like you can roll through the, the, uh, running store. I don't know which one it is up there, but pick up your packet and then on your own, just go do the race. And they had the banner, like the finish line banner put up and stuff. So I think that's, Makes it yeah. a little more that's special. cool. No, yeah. Sure. You feel like you're actually running a race versus virtual for me is like, okay, there's the distance I need to do. And for me, it's more just maintaining my fitness and keeping so that I'm not just completely right. not. And I, I would do something, but it's nice to have some kind of like, oh, this weekend I need to do. Absolutely you know, a 30 mile bike ride and a 10 K run and whatever the swim, you know, mm -hmm. if there was a swim. So it's been fun. Yeah. It's been, it's and you know, we found these interesting ways too. Yeah. You know, I've, I'm really impressed with, uh, race directors and the community to come up with like virtual runs or these rolling starts or to come up with new ways to keep a community together where we did not, have to do that before and whoever's making these medals for these virtual races they're amazing <laughs> they're, yeah. like, oh, they are yeah the, we've done so many 
things and I feel like maybe you get a beer opener on your metal yeah. but these are they've been cool they, yeah they're so cool the uh, orca running that I did the summer camp run and the social distance run they have they're made out of wood so the the owner I think cool. Porter I don't know his last name but he has like a wood like he can cut the wood and he's creating these metals the race director is creating and so they're very unique and they're very northwest because right it's right. eco-friendly and it's made out of wood that's you know i feel like they've really taken the metal thing to a new oh, level yeah. oh yeah the iron COVID, so the iron man the uh the kona challenge that's going on right now it's like five medals i don't buy all the medals i think i bought the like one of each distance that i did and i'm like okay i don't need <laughs> right. I don't need all these, um, especially for virtual. But I don't know. The Kona one, it's got me intrigued because they all fit together. Oh. Like so it's puzzle, one huh? big circle at the end. So I, I might get that. We'll see. Cool. We'll see what happens. Come out with some new hardware right. after this. I know. Yeah, see, hang that on your office we, get, we can have like a whole rack of medals just from COVID era. Of, like, this is yeah. my virtual. The COVID era. Just, it's my, a little spot. Yeah. These are all virtual there. races, but I did them. Yeah. Well, hopefully... At some point in time, we'll get back to some sort of normalcy, but yeah. it's been so helpful. And just thank you for your time to, to be here and for, you know, help helping people listening and then also being there for your clients. It sounds like you've been quite the rock through, through all of this. And I don't know if you're taking new clients, but if there are people out there who have questions or, yeah. or need training, where can they find you? Yeah, so probably my email is the best, um, the best way. So it's Michelle O at caCtrainers.com. Um, I also am on Facebook and Instagram. So Facebook, I have a Michelle Olson Coaching is my kind of Facebook. I don't post a ton on there, but if you want to send me a message through there, that's fine. And then is Instagram, I am Best Try Mom. Love it. Best try uh, mom. Best try mom is my Instagram. That's my my. If I actually had changed my name when I got married, it would be best. So I'm not just full of uh, myself. Oh. <laughs> I could have changed my that's last awesome. name to best. So that's where that one cut. And I'm a mom and I do triathlon. So best try mom is where I post uh, most of my kind of my if I did a workout or cool like whatever's on trail runs. I like to to take good scenery photos and stuff but you can always you know message me through that um, just tell me why you're messaging because there's some weird people on well true oh, totally. <laughs> social media but yeah if you have questions or yeah i am taking new clients and in person or virtual or great great we'll yeah. include this in the show notes too yeah so people can go click on the links yeah cool yeah and once everything once our races come back onto the calendar. I would love to sit down again once we've all done something. Yeah. <laughs> See how our first That'd be great. Yeah. toe around The went. first try. <laughs> I'm very jealous of the people that are getting live because uh, there are some happening on like the East Coast, I think. Actually, I feel like anywhere other than the West Coast, there's race, yeah. there's races happening. Even and college football is happening everywhere but here right now. So. Yeah. So it's I'm very jealous of those places because I love that feeling of just everybody and it's just a feeling i don't know i don't need to win the thing but it's fun just to be in that energy so i miss that absolutely wonderful well michelle thank you so much this is awesome appreciate your time yeah thank you till next time till yeah. next time <laughs> thanks for listening if you'd like to get a hold of us i can be reached at clinton at 
mymidnightclub.com and Kelly can be reached at notkelly at mymidnightclub.com.